my guest today is Zoe Greenhouse, a 17-year-old self-described self-schooler. That's the label you prefer, right, Zoe? Yes, that's correct. From Putney, Vermont. Welcome to the show, Zoe. Thank you. Let's start with the elephant in the room. Uh, Where are you and what are you about to do? So I am currently in a hotel room in San Diego, California, and early tomorrow morning, I'm starting my five to six month long adventure on the Pacific Crest Trail. Uh, The Pacific Crest Trail is a through hiking trail. It's 2,652 miles long, and each year about 4,500 people attempt to hike the entire trail from the border of Mexico and California all the way up to the border of Washington and Canada. So tomorrow morning is my start date. (laughs) And we're recording on on Saturday, March 14th. So on Sunday, March 15th, 2020, you are starting a hike that will take approximately half a year. Right. Right, right. It's just casual about this. Okay, so we're gonna <laughs> no we're gonna deal. talk. <laughs> no big deal. We're gonna talk about how you came to this point in your life uh, as a seventeen-year-old, uh, Zoe. And uh, let's talk a little bit more about this adventure, though. First, so so at this point, people might be thinking, "Who is this person? She's ludicrous. She's about to go hike by herself as a seventeen-year-old." for half a year through the woods of California, Oregon, and Washington. Like, tell us a bit more about this trail and, and why you chose to do this. So I guess that kind of, to, to describe that, I kind of have to go into my whole history of education and adventure. So I was homeschooled until I was 11. Um, and I traveled around a lot. I originally lived in Vermont, but when I was around nine, my mom and I started to go travel a little bit more. I lived in Guatemala for a year and a half, and I learned Spanish, and I lived in France for a school year, and I actually went to the international school there, Um, so I learned French as well. And then at that point, I was a little bit tired of moving around so much, because just as I would start to get settled somewhere... um, I would have to leave, leave friends, leave kind of an environment that I had started to get used to. So we then moved back to Vermont and I went to middle school uh, back with my friends and what I was, my hometown. And then I went to a private school in Burlington, Vermont for one year. And that's kind of where I got more turned on to art and adventure. I started to get back into playing the guitar, which I hadn't done in a while. I started to get interested in art and drawing. and Because um, it was kind of a school that, that kind of let you, let you do what you wanted to do and direct somewhat your projects. So at that point, after, once I finished freshman year there, I, my mom and I couldn't afford it anymore. So... I resorted to going to the public school, Burlington High School. Um, and there, I I just, I wasn't happy. I wasn't learning anything. 
um, I had, I had classes. I was, I was doing well. I had good grades, but I, I just felt like I was memorizing things and immediately after the test, I would forget them. And it just didn't feel like education to me. Um, so I applied in, I think the middle of the middle of the year, like the middle of the school year around January or February. Um, I applied to a private school back in Putney, Vermont. And I, cause I, I've thought that, you know, having like better education and more rigor and, um, you know, it was a boarding school. I wouldn't board, but I would be there almost all the time. I thought it would be a better, better situation for me. Um, and so I got in, I think I found out in March and so from there, it kind of looked like that was what I was going to do. And then I, I was sitting in a restaurant in um, just the center of Burlington with my mom one night um, in early summer. And I, I don't know, I've like, it was a totally normal night. Nothing, nothing was going on. And I just started to think about like, if I could do something if I could do a cool project, um, or get an internship with something that I really like to do or get more into art, you know, write my own songs or do some cool, like drawing thing. And from there, I kind of just started to grow ideas. And, um, I realized that to get a good education, I didn't need to be in school all the time and study and memorize things. And this was an epiphany that, that you had, over a single dinner at a restaurant in Vermont, in Burlington? It, it began there. I wouldn't say it all came at once, but that's where, in the restaurant is where it kind of started to grow and flourish. And then... What kind of food were you eating? Weeks. Just in case anyone else wants to try to reproduce your <laughs> epiphany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe I had... I believe I had coconut... Um, it's like this coconut Thai soup... It was a Thai restaurant, and um, it's like vegetable coconut soup, I think. There we go. All right, so, self-directed epiphanies. If, you, if anybody needs it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I started to just think about that more and more, and sometime in the middle of the summer, I let my spot at that private school um, go, and let's see what happened from there, I guess. Wow, wow. wait, Zoe. I would love to dwell on this moment for just a second because it sounds like you got into a dream school, like a, a nice, uh, this is the Putney school, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty renowned school and it's got a great arts program. Yeah. It's got a bit of a kind of unschooly self-directed flavor to it, if I remember correctly. And you would be able to, to go there. Did you get a scholarship to go also? Yes, I got a $30,000 scholarship. Oh, okay. So, so you, I, you I basically had a free ride. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, I would love to just hear a little bit more about what was going on in your head when you decided this is summer 2019 we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for a while there, I really thought that that's what I was going to do. I was going to go back and I was going to be with my old friends. I was going to take 
really interesting classes, get really into art, and um, just I thought that was my place. That was where I was supposed to go. Um, and I, there's no doubt that it's a great school, and um, I think if I were to go to school, I would go there. But um, I guess I my mindset started to change and partly because of going to Burlington high school and just having such a terrible year, um, that kind of made me realize that school doesn't mean education. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think it's very possible to, to learn and flourish and grow, uh, without, attending a physical school Mm -hmm. so yeah I I was it wasn't like a a clear vision like oh my gosh I have to I I'm I'm not going to the punny school I have to take this other path it was kind of um like I guess I'll I guess this is what I'm going to do this seems like the right decision but I I'd have no idea what's going to come afterwards so Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I so, guess that's kind yeah, of what that's good. Happened. You know, th- these answers are not always super clear. Sometimes it's just a gut feeling. Yeah. Uh, so, so what were these yeah. the alternative paths or projects that were brewing in your head that summer? So, I guess I didn't have one like particular thing, or it was kind of more just ideas. You know, the internship I had previously in middle school um, done an internship at a bakery that I that I really enjoyed and uh I'd like another project I'd done there was interview this um the owner of this Thai restaurant actually um something something's with Thai restaurant <laughs> um <laughs> and like I had made a video film project and filmed him like making his food and then interviewed him and did a did a film on that Thai restaurant which is now sadly closed um, but yeah, so I guess I kind of had those things in mind when I was thinking of alternative, um, ideas and I'd gotten in more into guitar. So I was thinking about writing songs or also in freshman year, um, I had gotten into charcoal portraits, which I actually did wind up doing. I've been working on those a lot when I have time. Um, so yeah, those are kind of ideas that I had for projects. Hmm. Okay. And if we can go back for just a moment before we go forward, um, you said you were homeschooled until you were 11. And then it sounds like you and your mom traveled for a bit for a year or two in Guatemala and in France before you came back to Vermont. And I'm curious whether during the homeschooling and the, and the travel time, whether you were more unschooled you were more you know put in charge of of your own learning or if there was some more um, traditional homeschooling happening or a mixture of the both can you tell us a little bit about that yeah let's see what from what I can remember I I guess it'd be more called unschooling um you know I was able to kind of I, I was given independence in Guatemala and so I, I, there's like these, these boats called launches. And so I, I lived on a lake. It's, it's a pretty big lake, but it's, yeah. And so there's these launches 
they're not huge. They probably seat maybe 30 people. And so that's how everybody got around to the different towns around the lake. So my mom let me take those alone to the next town over a different town. So that was a big step for me in independence and um, like walking around town and, and, and the towns aren't huge. They're like, they're fairly small, but um, that level of independence kind of, you know, I think like anything can be a learning experience. So giving in, giving somebody independence like that totally helped mm-hmm. me grow and um, mm-hmm. kind of learn those sorts of things. Um, and, and were you working on like, like math problem sets while you were in Guatemala? I don't know exactly what time period it was, but there were times when I, I did a lot of Khan Academy. I think that was in Guatemala. Um, I did Khan Academy for math and also like some science and Khan Academy has a lot of things. So I kind of just messed around on there and learned, did, did a bunch of math. Um, there was also one point, I think when I did some Oak Meadow books, um, it's like a, kind of like homeschooling curriculums and they kind of guide you through the year with assignments. Uh, I don't think I did it for that long though, cause it didn't really feel like, um, the right thing for me. So I kind of let that go. And, but yeah, also like my mom kind of set out adventures for me and would, would allow me to, I remember this one time when, we were in, it might have been France. No, it was sometime maybe before Guatemala. And she said, okay, here, we were in this train station. And she said, get us to this place. And she didn't like, she didn't stop me from going anywhere. She didn't um, guide me. She just let me get on, get on the trains um, and figure out how to get to the place we needed to go. So um, that was, that was like kind of the kinds of things that I would do in my unschooling experience. I, I love the vision yeah. of, of you taking these launch boats across a, a lake in Guatemala to go off on, on day trip adventures by yourself. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was super fun. Okay, so let's go back to summer 2019 when you're thinking about all these different kind of art type projects that you might okay. do. And then how did that lead you to the Pacific Crest Trail? Right, so... I was working as a lifeguard and a sailing instructor the majority of the summer. So, um, but we also were planning a 200 mile hike on the Appalachian trail, which is on the East coast, more goes, I believe from Georgia to Maine. Um, and we were just doing a section around North Carolina. So we were training for that one afternoon in just near our house in some woods and you know I was just like joking around we were I was in a good mood I was joking around about like what if I like ran the Appalachian Trail just stuff like that and then she like got really serious and she was like uh I I just have a um I just have a suggestion you don't need to say anything yet but I just have a suggestion. Okay. Li- like, listen to me. And I said, okay. And she said, what if you hike the, uh, the Pacific crest trail? 
And before she got the last word out of her mouth, my I just said yes. Like it was immediate. Um, I didn't even have to think about it. I was like, yes, I want to. I want to hike the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, so that's that's how that um, kind of started. And we researched it more and talked about it. Um, Did you know what, what what the Pacific Crest Trail was at that moment when you said yes? Yes, I did. I had read part of the book Wild and um, watched the movie, and I don't know. I like I I do adventurous things. Somehow I knew about it, but not as much as I know now. Clearly, so I started like learning about it more and. Um, researching what what needed to be done and everything and i i don't think the the, like intense planning didn't start then because in august we spent three weeks on the appalachian trail so we went on the appalachian trail and it was the first um long distance hike i'd done so it was a great thing for me to really get a feel for what it would be like doing that times uh, 10 in like 2000 miles um so we did that and afterward I started, we, we, I moved to a town a little bit over from Burlington and I started to kind of figure out, kind of set out a, I guess, quote unquote curriculum for myself and what I was going to do this school year. So that entailed like well, first of all, I, I created a website for myself, and that took a lot of time, more than I would have ever expected. Um, I wrote a ton for it and, and uh, kind of created it to make it... I spent a lot of time on the design as well. So, um, yeah, that was one big, big thing that I did. I also did a research project on the effect, the mental and physical effects of hiking, Ooh. And so I wrote, I wrote a research project, and I did like a little infographic on that. <laughs> a- any enlightening discoveries that you can share with us? Hiking's good. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> Hiking is good. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's great for strength. It's also great for kind of stress relieving things, and yeah, go hiking. <laughs> and then, as I talked about before, the the charcoal portraits. I I just took maybe eight pictures of my friends and worked on creating that. Um, so I've kind of been down on working on those lately because I've been super, just all I've been doing is uh, Pacific Crest Trail preparation. But that was another thing that I was working on. Um, so... If you want to move into the more prep of what I've been doing in the past, yeah, please six months, yeah, okay. Um, let's see. One thing, one major thing was I did a. There was like a period of at least a month where I did a bunch of writing for a whole bunch of different things. Um, so I, you know, you need a ton of gear for this kind of endeavor. So, and it's expensive. So I decided that I was going to do my best to, to, to see how I could um, work with other brands or, or uh, get a sponsorship to, to get those pieces of gear. Um, 
So I applied for multiple different uh, sponsorships uh, through different brands. Some brands have like applications that you fill out and they consider them. And others I had to write emails for and physically ask them if they wanted, if they would be interested in sponsoring me with gear or whatever. So, so and just that to was be, a big thing. To be clear, by sponsor, you mean you were writing them to ask them to give you free gear. You're like, right. hey, I'm Zoe. And in exchange. I'm awesome. Give me a backpack. Give me some boots. <laughs> exactly. Give me a water filter. And, and go ahead, in exchange, right, you right, offer... Right. Yeah, I I would promote them on my my growing uh, Instagram following, and um, you know, as as I as my following grows, I'll have more opportunities like this to kind of promote them, and you know, I'll post pictures of their their gear. For example, Z Packs is a ultralight. Um, I guess they make tents and backpacks are their main thing, sleeping bag or quilt and sleeping bags as well. So I, they gave me a tent and I'm going to promote them through my Instagram and website and things that I write about. So that was kind of the agreement. Wow. You, you are a certified yeah. influencer. <laughs> Thank you. Um, another, so I got, I got a tent from Z packs and a bear canister, which is, this it's it's like a it's made out of plastic and it's about two feet tall and a foot wide and you put all of your food in it it's just for the sierras you put all of your food in it and it closes so it's like a bear can't get into it or break it or anything it's mandatory in a section of the pct called the sierra the sierras Mm -hmm. so i got those two things and another a really exciting thing is I there's I won the Badger sponsor I I'm one of eight winners of the Badger sponsorship, which is run by the Trek, um, which is a like a a website for all things backpacking and through hiking. So they have like a quarter million um, f- followers, I guess. Whoa. Um, that's uh, so, the trek t r e k dot c o. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. So they, um, yeah, they are just into all things backpacking, and they have they have bloggers who blog for them. And I am actually, I that's another thing I applied for. I am now a blogger for them as well. And <laughs> awesome, they have vloggers, so so people. Um, will film their adventure and their preparation and post it on their YouTube. And they have writers, which is kind of like post after people hike things, they, they write about it. And so it's just like centered around everything that has to do with through hiking. So they have the sponsorship and there are eight places. And I um, was one of the eight. And so they gave me like two to $3,000 worth of, what? backpacking gear which is what? super awesome congratulations yeah. zoe um, thank you you also took a wilderness first responder training course right i saw that on your website i did yes um yeah so i was a lifeguard this past summer in 2019 
And I figured that both my mom and I figured that if I was going to be young and do this trail, which is not, it's, there are dangers to it. So I need to be prepared. Um, I wanted to get some training in what to do if anything happens and how to prevent things from happening as well. So I'm a, I'm a wilderness first responder. Yeah. I'm a wilderness first responder technically. Um, and I, that's definitely, I feel like I'm much safer now that I have that than I would have been without any training. As a fellow wilderness first responder, uh, I know how, how good it feels to just be aware of everything that can happen out there. For me, that's, that's been the, right. the big value is, you know, I've never had to deal with anything bad in the wilderness, but just knowing that bad stuff can happen. So you prevent it from happening in the first place. is so powerful. Yeah. And it's not just like it gives a, me a, a little confidence. That's right. And the course is 10 days long. It's not some little weekend thing that you do. It's very intense. No, no, no. So, yeah, it's it's a huge step up from like the wilderness first aid course, which I didn't take that, but I know it covers some of the things. But, you know, we did like whole scenarios. We can, there was a like a three hour long um, scenario where two people got hurt and this whole group of us had to do everything, like assess the situation. Uh, take care of the injuries and like bring them back to um, the base camp. And so I'm, I'm definitely prepared in that way. Hmm. Okay. So you got a bunch of free gear, you got some medical training and is there anything else you had to do before yeah. you got to the point where we're talking today? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so much. So um, yes, the, the hardest part so far for me has been food because I am, I'm basically vegan. And so, um, you can't, so the way it works on the Pacific Crest trail is there's these towns, um, along the way. And sometimes they're like half a mile off the trail and sometimes they're 20 miles away and you have to catch a ride, like hitchhike or, I don't know, get an Uber once in a while. <laughs> Good so, luck with those Ubers out there. You, you, that, you that, can always... You'd be right, very right. lucky, I think. <laughs> take, take half the day. Yeah. Um, you can always just stop in a town, go shopping at the like a Trader Joe's or, or a, even a gas station or a dollar store. Some people do that. And get your whole resupply, which is the, the food that you'll carry for the next um, section of days. And that's a, many people do that. That's a total, totally viable option. Uh, but being, having dietary restrictions makes that harder because I really, like everybody needs to get a certain, like a ton of calories, a ton of protein to be able to fuel you for the rest, for the, for the trip. Um, so I decided I would like prepare all of my boxes beforehand and ship them to myself on the trail, which entailed making the food for five to six months, which was not <laughs> fun for me. <laughs> that was a project. Wow. Um, so yeah, I would, I, I cut up vegetables and fruits and put them in the dehydrator, which does what it sounds like. It dehydrates the food, which makes it lighter and smaller and easier to carry. Um, 
And I even like made meals. I made, I made lentil soup. My mom helped me with like ratatouille and tofu scramble and all sorts of things that were really high calorie and high protein that would be able to fuel me. And then I had to dehydrate it all and put them into and vacuum seal it all into these little portions. Um, and it doesn't sound like it would be like that much of a project or, but it just, for some reason it stressed me out so much and yeah, it was definitely the hardest part of my preparation, but we're past that now. And tomorrow <laughs> is my starting date. So we're, we're still going strong. <laughs> I have to ask Zoe, are you concerned at all about getting sick of the food, not, you know, physically ill, but like getting really tired of the food that you prepared in March and April when it comes to be July and August and September? Yeah, so that was definitely something that I took in, into consideration when I um, put these boxes together. Uh, so what I did was I tried to to make a diff- bunch of different meals so I wouldn't always have the same thing. So I'll have like uh, I'll have granola for breakfast for a month, or like I'll have it for two weeks, and then I'll have oatmeal, and and then I'll have tofu scramble and then I'll go back to the granola in hopes that I won't get sick of it that way. I mean, there's, there's no knowing what I'm going to want and what I'm going to crave and what my body is going to need on the trail. So I'm sure that I'll be doing some, some alterations to my food, but I did my best to kind of mix it up for the, for the time. Nice. All right. You got your food, you got your gear got your training that's it right then you just walk for five months it sounds easy (laughs) yeah right (laughs) i mean i'm hoping that once i get out there it'll be like pretty simple and just 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 hiking so you won't be out there alone there's lots of other people who hike the trail and there's lots of people who have written books about hiking the pct so or were those part of your preparation too yes definitely uh, 50 people start the Pacific Coast Trail a day. Uh, at least that's the limit. And in order to to hike the whole thing, you have to get a permit. And in order to get a permit, you ha- there's like a there's a certain day that you log onto this website and you get in line. And there's like there were like 12,000 people trying to get these permits, and there's only 50 a day for um, like three months. So there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to get a permit for this day, but I was able to. And so, yeah, there's, there's always going to be people around and I'm not worried about being alone. Um, but another thing I did before I started was, um, I created an Instagram account and Instagram is a huge outlet for, for through hikers and, and aspiring through hikers because you, you like, like people post photos and they, they use, they use the hashtags like PCT 2020 and Pacific Crest Trail and people follow those hashtags. And kind of through that, I've been able to, to find a ton of people and connect with them. And that's been a really good way to, for me to, to, I guess, feel, feel comfortable that I'm not going to be out there alone and um, just kind of get to know some people before I start. 
Wow. Um, so did you connect with them by sending private messages or commenting on people's Instagram posts? Yeah, I did both, you know, like first, first I follow them. And if I'm, if I have something to say, I'll, I'll direct message them or they'll direct message me and we'll have a conversation there or just I'll comment on, I don't know, their, their gear or their training hike that they did. And, um, kind of through that, we, we get to know each other a little bit. I I love that so much, Zoe. And it really is its own form of self-directed learning when you're tackling some big complex challenge or project, like hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. It's like, that's how you find out what the trail is really like. Uh, so have you already made friends who you think you might run into on the trail this year? I have. Uh, there are a couple of people who are um, just a year or two older than I am who are starting like the day after me, which I'm, I'm excited about. And um, yeah, there, there are people around me that I've, I mean, some of the people that I'd be interested that I'm like, that I've talked to, I guess, aren't really starting close to me, which is kind of sad, but I'm like, I haven't met all the people yet. I'm sure I'll find people <laughs> to hike with. And, and there's something called the trail family, which is basically like your adopted family for the duration of the trail. So you, you hike with them, you camp with them at night. You don't always have to like be with them all the time, but it's kind of who you're with. It's like your chosen family. Right. Right. Wow, so there's people you've been communicating with through Instagram who in just a few days you might meet in real life and then hike with for weeks or maybe even months. Yeah, it's it's kind of surreal how how it's actually happening now. Zoe, tell me again uh, how concerned you feel about not going to junior your junior year of high school right now and starting your senior year of high school uh, in the fall when you'll still be on the trail. Well... I am really happy not to have to go to school right now. I, I mean, I have already learned so much more than I did in, in two years of high school and all this preparation and everything I've done leading up to this. And I'm sure I'll learn even more on trail. So I really feel like I'm getting a much better education than I would be. And then I was um, just, just by myself. Like I'm not, I'm not asking somebody to teach me things. I'm not, um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking it into my own hands and, um, guiding myself. And I have, I've met with, I've met with a lot of people. I've met with videographers and, or I guess it was like two videographers and, uh, a book author and, um, writers and people who are, who kind of, can help guide me so that because I'm planning to document my journey and I'm planning to film it and take photos and all sorts of things. So I've, I've gotten some guidance, I guess, on how to do those things, but I'm really, uh, you know, directing this for myself. So, Zoe, where can people follow you online to see what you're doing and follow your adventure? Yeah, so I'm hoping to post consistently 
as consistently as I can on trail on my Instagram, which is just uh, Zoe Greenhouse, Z-O-E Greenhouse, like the greenhouse. And my website, more it, I've written a ton about you know what what I my past past and what I'm doing now and um, goes into depth on pretty much everything uh, is just zoegreenhouse.com. I'm also going to be blogging for the the trek as I mentioned, which you said before the trek.co and yeah if you if you're interested in, in seeing those blog posts you can head on over there i think i'll also be posting that i posted on instagram so if you follow my instagram you'll you'll be updated on everything that's happening and my website will give a in-depth explanation of who i am awesome uh best of luck with the start of your adventure tomorrow, Zoe, and happy trails. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.